The Lucas Chase finale and Dirt Track World Championship were incredible, compelling, exciting, terrible, brutal, and everything in between. Let's talk about it. It's Monday, October 23rd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Before we get rolling today, I get messaged pretty regularly about this, and the messages are always the same. They say, hey, Justin, what were those GoPro mounts you talked about on your show, and where can I find them? Well, messenger person, you can find them at mspmounts.com. My guy, Dan McCarran, who is a dirt racer himself, has put together the best action camera mount in the business, and they recently got even better. MSP dropped their newest version of their mount this summer that includes a stainless steel swivel ball where the camera attaches. If you want to see what one looks like just beyond what I have on the screen, this is what they look like. They attach on the roll bar like here, and then you can adjust them with this and put your camera anywhere you want it. Uh, if you're a racer, you need to capture footage. These mounts are the best and easiest to use. They're perfect for GoPros or any other brand of action camera that you have and can fit anything with a bar from three quarters of an inch in size up to two inches. So that includes dirt racing, pavement racing, ATVs and side-by-sides, whatever you have. And the best part is you don't need any tools to put these things on. You can have a solid fit using the clamp and be on your way in seconds. When you head over to mspmounts.com to order, make sure to use code DIRTTRACKER at checkout. That will get you 10% off your order. That's D-I-R-T-R-A-C-K-R at checkout for 10% off at mspmounts.com. Well, I'd say the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series and Flow Racing got exactly what they were hoping for when the Lucas Chase for the Championship was announced at PRI last, uh, last year. Last night was absolute pandemonium, and it got everyone watching and commenting on social media. By the end of the 100-lap Dirt Track World Championship, we had Brandon Shepard coasting across the line to win on fumes, and Hudson O'Neill just beating Devin Moran back to the line uh, to score the 2023 Lucas title. But because of a brutal Eldora track surface after multiple days of rain and postponements, just six of the 28-car field were still on the track at the end. It was a war of attrition, and I think only three of the final six cars on the trap didn't make a trip uh, to the infield at some point. Shepard was in, uh, so was O'Neill. He was a lap down at one point, but benefited from the Lucas Lucky Dog rule. Ricky Thornton Jr.'s night was effectively done on lap A. He looked like he maybe caught a rut in four, slid up into Jimmy Owens. Uh, he made pretty hard contact there before also getting into uh, Bobby Pierce. RTJ, uh, RTJ's car needed significant repairs, including a ball joint, and eventually returned to the race many laps down. Because of all of the issues, though, Thornton still managed an eighth-place run, so he was the first contender to fall. O'Neill's multiple pit area visits looked like they were going to unravel his chances, but some luck definitely went their way. Jonathan Davenport tried to just manage his car through most of the feature. He ran the bottom a lot, didn't really push things, but even doing that didn't work. He bowed out late in the going after the radiator got knocked out of the 49. He ended up fourth in the final standings with RTJ in third. As the laps wound down uh, and multiple cautions kept the field close, the battle was between Moran and O'Neill, and things got pretty spicy late. They had some big sliders. There were some sketchy moments. Moran was in the driver's seat at the white flag, but Huddy just seemed to manage the bumps a little bit better on that final circuit, and he slipped past Moran into three and damn near beat the B5 back to the checkered for the win. I know he's disappointed today to not have won the title, but it was a massive jump for Moran. To go from outside the top four at the final race to almost winning the championship was a pretty wild turnaround. As for O'Neill, that team did what they had to do last night. They made the smart move to add fuel to the Rocket One during one of those infield visits, and they were in the right place at the right time. And when it mattered on track, Huddy was up on the wheel and got it done for his crew. 
I do think O'Neal is a deserving champion here. They had a great season. It wasn't RTJ level, but in past years under the old system, the Rocket One would have been right in the mix uh, You know, this year with what they were able to do on track. I don't want to gloss over Shepard's win here either. That's going to be really easy to do today in the next few days. Those guys had a brake line issue early, got it fixed, and then the B5 came roaring back through the field. Had they not ran out of gas on that final lap, this thing wouldn't have even been as close as it was. Shepard will obviously be the Longhorn chassis house car driver in 2024, and it seems like they're really pulling out all the stops. Steve Arpin was there last night, and Bishop has raced a few times here with Kevin Rumley. Also, and I'm not sure if you noticed, but Randall Edwards is in the mix there now as well uh, with Shepard Riggs Racing. He'd obviously been with Tyler Erb as his crew chief, then shifted to Garrett Smith's team for a bit, but I think he could be a solid pickup there for the B5. It's clearly been a learning season for Shepa as he's moved over to team ownership, but they've had a lot of good moments this year, and I think could be on a very strong trajectory for next season. Looking at the result for the 20RT, we knew from the jump this was going to be a possibility that these guys were going to have this type of end. And I still think that even if we had the better version of Eldora with track conditions, this team was up against it versus Davenport and O'Neill. We talked about it last week on the show. I do think that's a weakness with, you know, these kind of one race take all formats is that the track they choose isn't the specific bread and butter for certain drivers. You're at a disadvantage and RTJ was definitely there. It sucks big time that the 20 RTs Lucas here didn't result in a title, but I promise you that nobody will forget what they did this season. You have to really tip your hat to those guys, too, for battling all night last night to keep that car on the track and maybe catch a break with problems for the other teams. And in a small way, it actually worked out because they finished third and not fourth, which was an extra $25,000 added to uh, their year-end check. The Pirates are going to hate this. They're going to complain, and they really already have. We've seen it over the last 12 hours since the race was over. And in some way, I agree. This team was the best all season, but they didn't get to chip because of the format and the circumstances. And looking around at all of the various reactions here, uh, the opinion's pretty mixed. Some loved what we saw last night, and some hated it. But we already knew that was going to be the case going in. This will continue, though, into the future, this Lucas chase, because like I said off the top, the Lucas and Flow people got exactly what they wanted. A ton of attention on this final event. I'm sure their numbers were through the roof last night, because even those that hated it were tuned in to see what happened. It was the perfect storm of elements between the title fight, a big race payday, and poor track conditions. And it, uh, you know, it forced every driver who wanted a shot in this thing to just put in their mouth guard, fist bump their corner, and tap into the fight. In the future, though, I'll be curious to see how this plays out on a night when conditions aren't so brutal. I wonder what we'd be saying today if Davenport had led 75 of 100 laps and won by four seconds last night. Would the big bosses feel the same way this morning like they do right now? Was last night's insanity maybe a bit of a false positive for the future? I guess we'll just have to wait and see. My big criticism for last night is how a lot of the post-race stuff was handled. If you want me to believe this was a big championship for O'Neill, then you got to sell me that. The champion's interview multiple minutes later, standing in front of the media center by himself, was just not great. If you're going to take the NASCAR route with the format, then follow how they do the celebration. Those guys needed their own victory lane, not just hanging off to the side after the droop check and, hey, let's go interview the champion. Even today, the Lucas website's top story is Shepard winning the race, and O'Neill's title is a subheadline. There should be a massive banner splashed across the top of LucasDirt.com. There should be cool social media graphics. There should be a championship video with clips from the season. And yet we have none of that. These are areas where dirt racing really needs to take some steps forward. Flo has an entire staff of people. These videos should have been in the can and ready to go ahead of time. Same with potential championship graphics for all drivers. We get that from the other big motorsports series and stick and ball sports. We need that here. That's a big miss for me. 
You want to be the biggest dirt racing series? Then show me that you are. Also, I do think we need to acknowledge the track conditions this weekend. I know the weather can't be controlled and it's tough to bring these racetracks back from the brink with that much precipitation. But Eldora's recent record uh, for services in these big races, not great, especially this year. Nobody wants to criticize in these instances, and I'm the last one to call a track out for track conditions. This is an inexact science. If it was so easy, literally everybody would have amazing track conditions all the time. And it ends up being the same track for everybody. Everybody has the same challenges to deal with. But the chatter is only going to get louder until Eldora can get back on a roll with some good races. People weren't happy after the dream. They did bounce back for the world. And then Saturday night and last night were absolutely brutal. 33% on the year is not going to keep the haters quiet. I know you guys will have opinions, so feel free to leave them below in the comments. I don't honestly have a strong reaction one way or the other. I understand what they were doing in trying this format. It was certainly entertaining and compelling last night. But I also hear the purists who rail against this kind of stuff. I do appreciate that they tried to mix things up, but I also know that there is some portion of the fan base who are turned off after what they witnessed on Sunday night. Let me know where you stand on this one. Uh, that's it for this Monday edition of The Daily. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you have a good day out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>